Bienvenidos a El Chuco Sportscast con tus anfitriones Mark Tip 25 y Red MT 25. ¿Qué pasó, mi gente? It's Mark Tip 25 otra vez y bienvenidos a un otro episodio del Chuco Sportscast. Creo que es episodio 22 más o menos. Yo soy el Mark Tip 25 y este es mi hermano Mario. ¿Qué pasó, ese? Nada más, bro. Tranquilo. Tranquilito. Ándale, pues, dude. Vamos a empezar. So, yeah, guys, it's, it's been a bit. It's been a little bit. We've had a lot going on in our lives. My brother just graduated. Felicidades, ese. Felicidades. Thank, thank so, you. that's going to be awesome. You know, we're, we're just here chilling now. Um, uh, the school year that I'm substituting at is going to end next week, but I, I'm going to actually start moving this upcoming week to a new place. And then I'll get things a little bit more situated and we'll do a few more of these episodes. But I wanted to at least get another episode out right now because we're about to get into the thick of the NBA playoffs and I kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about that but before we get to that we're going to talk a little bit about like the WNBA and a few other things too um but yeah man it's it's been it's been a bit it's been hectic as hell I've been going through a lot Mario's been going through a lot but it's good to get back on an episode so vámonos so the first yeah. thing I want to at least share with y'all is something uh I kind of saw on Facebook from the EPHS uh, alumni page, you know, we're from El Paso. We're rocking the EP shirts right now. Like I'm El Paso Chihuahuas. Maybe we'll cover some of their stuff in the future. And Marty's wearing his El Paso strong shirt, but you know, it's, yeah, we're El Chuco. Might as well talk about some El Chuco stuff, right? So on here, it says that, you know, these are the 12 oldest high school football programs in Texas. Uh, you may not be able to see it on the, you know, the audio podcast, but if you're watching it on our YouTube channel, Uh, you'll see here the 12 oldest high school football programs in Texas. We, uh, El Paso, I, I still say we because we're alumni, are the third oldest high school football program in Texas. That's pretty damn impressive. I did not even know that. And it's, it's you know, it's awesome when you have such a long-standing, you know, tradition. You know, that's what, if you all are not from El Paso or know about much about EPHS, we're very tradition-based, you know. We love our traditions. But yeah, that's pretty cool. And, you know, shout out to all these other high schools that you're seeing right here, you know, with Galveston, Grosbeck, Houston Science and Math, Fort, Will, uh, Fort Worth Pascal, Dublin, Forney, Bonham, Dallas Ad uh, Adamson, Weatherford, Corsicana, and Mejia. So those are the ones that are there. So that's, that's pretty cool. It's really cool to yeah. see that. So next thing, we're going to kind of talk about a little bit about the since the WNBA has kind of been in full swing and I want to talk a little bit more about WNBA now since there's a Dallas team and, and granted there's been a Dallas team since I, I think 2017, maybe even a little further, which I never knew if I'd known that I would have gotten into the WNBA a lot sooner. And, and it's not like I never did. It's just I, the games were always on at weird hours and I never got a chance to. However, now we're about to see something very interesting as it's 25 season is here. The WNBA agreed to a multi-year partnership with Google. This article came out on May 3rd. And Google is trying to kind of help, you know, up the viewership and, you know, collaborating on 25 for 25. So, which is 25 regular season, ABC and ESPN nationally televised games in celebration of the fifth season. And Google will be an associate sponsor of the upcoming ESPN film projects, which like ESPN 30 for 30 and stuff. So that's, that's going to be really, really cool for them. And I'm happy for them. And dude, like the, the jerseys, um, I was looking on Twitter, which you should get, by the way, Essay. 
Bro, okay, before I, before I continue, Mario. Si nuestro padre está en Twitter, necesitas ganar un Twitter, güey. You need mm. you need get on that shit, man. <laughs> if our own dad is on Twitter, man. <laughs> but anyhow, wow. yeah, dude, dad got a Twitter. <laughs> oh, I didn't know this. Uh, he's the dude, last person I would have expected. Like, I was, one. I was so surprised. Like, oh shit, <laughs> no mames. Okay, well, but no, that's cool. No, I think that's cool. Um, I'll look at. I'll look. I'll. I'll look into it. Uh, we'll get it set up after you and I get our moving taken care of. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but definitely, dude. But yeah, overall, the WNBA is starting to kind of come up, and and you know the the NBA players have given a lot of respect to them and. It's been kind of a back and forth situation with the WNBA. There's a lot of people out there that kind of just diss it and disrespect it and don't give it its fair shake. But, you know, I caught um, a recent uh, a recent game with the Seattle Storm, and I think it was the Aces. Yeah, the, the Las Vegas Aces. And, dude, like, Brianna okay. Stewart is crazy good. And, and there's a reason why the Seattle Storm won the championship last year, you know between Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart, like, holy shit. Like, she's deceptive. Like, I didn't think she was that tall, dude. She, like, I saw her playing. I'm like, God, she is so tall. Yeah, how tall is she? I, I can't remember her exact height, but, like, just watching her move, I'm like, wow, she is, she's really tall. And she shoots really well. So, I think that's, that's amazing. So, let's kind of move on to the, uh, the overall standings. I know it's early in the season, but... Might as well. Might as well look at the standings. Currently, the Connecticut, uh, Connecticut Sun are in first place, 4-0. Chicago Sci... Uh, I can't speak today. No puedo hablar. Lengua. Chicago Sky is 2-0. Our Dallas Wings, and I'm going to stand them real hard, man. I'm, I'm so glad to have a Dallas team, man. The Dallas Wings are 1-0 because they, they got the, I think, the first two picks in the draft. So... Yeah, the, the rookie did pretty well. I think she got a double-double in her first game. Collier, I think she she was the rookie out of Texas. So I think that's pretty awesome. New York Liberty are 3-1. and one. So they're, they're, they're a pretty decent team with uh, last year's. I think she was the number one overall pick last year. Uh, you want to Ines, uh, Inescu? Uh, yeah. I, I, wow, I can't think of the, the proper pronunciation of the name. Let me Let me do this real quick. Before I, uh, where is it? UNESCO. Yeah, UNESCO. Gotta always put respect on people's names. Of course. I don't like it when I get people's names wrong. Yeah, exactly. Because I've had my, we've had our names butchered so many times. It's like, yeah, dude, I don't it's like to do that. To it's people. freaking crazy, man. Like, <laughs> Hell, I don't even like remember Roskowski, dude? He freaking mispronounced my name on the announcements, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, dude, that shit was stupid. <laughs> Well, I mean, even it kind of rubs me the wrong way when people say their own name wrong. Like, come on, man. You should know how to say it properly. But Or at least at least make an attempt, you know? Yeah, well, anyway. And then, yeah, so it. Las Vegas Aces are 2-1. and one. Seattle Storm, 2-1. and one. I, Again, they're the defending champions. And, you know, I'm, you don't expect, like, these teams to just come roaring out of the gate. But, I mean, still, I, I have faith that the Seattle Storm are going to be a pretty amazing team. It's just one loss this far. And, again, it's early. Uh, Phoenix Mercury with Deanna Taurasi and Brittany Griner are, are 50% right now, but I think that'll turn around. Washington Mystics, Atlanta Dream, Los Angeles Sparks, Minnesota Lynx, and Indiana Fever round out the rest of the, the league. Um, the Sparks kind of got off to a rocky start. Our, uh, our Dallas Wings beat them pretty handily. Um, 
and then the Minnesota Lynx. I'm actually surprised that they didn't have a decent showing, but oh, who knows? Maybe they'll turn around because they're usually a pretty oh, decent team in the league. And even yeah, after, so uh, even after 25 seasons, there's only 12 teams in the entire league. For well, yeah, and that's another thing. Um, they're wow. con- they're discussing expansion, which I think they should. Like, I, I don't see why not, especially if things go well with like this Google deal. I think they're they're more they're bound to expand. But there were other different teams because uh, th- there used to be like the San Antonio Stars at one point. And like part of me was like, oh, maybe I'll follow them. But then it's like, ah, I can't really see myself following a San Antonio team. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I just find it 25 seasons. And I you know it's a, still a young league uh, just to see 12 teams. I, it'd be yeah. nice to have the equivalent of the NBA, you know, 30 teams. Well, and then right now nice. it's... It, yeah, it would be awesome. But I think, again, it's in a, it's in a bit of a, an evolution. Like, it's going to take time to build this up to a, a decent point. I mean, you would think that people would learn how things work from then. But again, it's just the, the WNBA is fighting an uphill battle with people that are just a little bit close-minded, in my opinion. Um, but whatever. I mean, it, there's people that like it. There's people that don't. Just as long as you're respectful about it, I don't mind. But if you're a total dickwad being misogynistic about it then yeah i can't really take you seriously um but yeah overall yeah i mean there's 12 teams right now but hopefully if they do expand the team i wish they would bring back would be the houston comets because that was the team that team won four i think five championships and then they dis they disbanded which i was like man that's so unfortunate for a team to win that much and then just get disbanded Hmm. like they should they should bring them back if they expand because I think that would, you know, it would have a history type of ordeal with it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, kind yeah, of like I mean, the Celtics, you know, yeah, just kind of a similar deal. That's kind of out of the blue. Yeah, I, I don't know why into, either. I, I kind of need to look into, into that. I guess they ran into the financial problems or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But that's that's my hope. I think that would be a really good team to bring back because considering its history. Um yeah, I'm kind of sh- surprised that Google's getting into the sports scene, especially with this sponsorship, because it's a big that's a big sponsorship for Google to do this. I yeah, mean, I don't know why. It's a money making machine, dude. Sports always make money. Everybody loves sports. Well, I mean, after this past year with the pandemic, you know, it hit sports hard, really hard. Mm-hmm. So maybe this will be a boost. I mean, you know, I have my I have my issues with Google, but let's see, maybe you could, you know, give sports, uh, especially for women's sports in basketball, the boost it needs. So we'll see. Exactly. I'm, I'm curious how it's going to play out. Exactamente. All right. So let's kind of go with our team, the Dallas stars a bit. Um, so this is their current roster. Like I said, they, uh, they drafted Charlie Collier from Austin and she showed up pretty well in their first game with a double, double, uh, Chelsea Dungy, uh, from Arkansas and Dana Evans from Louisville. And I think Louisville tends to have a pretty decent program overall, as far as basketball is concerned, whether it be men's or women's, maybe I'm wrong, but that's pretty good pickup there. Then you have Bella Allery from Princeton, uh, Christine Aniwe from California, also the United Kingdom, uh, Alicia Gray from South Carolina, uh, Tayasha Harris, I hope to God I pronounced that correctly. I apologize, ma'am, if I didn't. Um, from South Carolina. Ooh, so two people from South Carolina. That's cool. Isabel Harrison from Tennessee. Uh, Moira Jefferson, I heard a little bit about her. From Connecticut. Uh, Awak 
Kuye, I think. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that right. Uh, from uh, Ragusa and Finland. Uh, she's also a rookie, I think. I can't remember if she was the one they drafted second. But yeah, there was one they drafted second. Um, Marina Mabry from Notre Dame and their star player, Arike Oumboale from Notre Dame as well. Ooh, I'm another, that's another thing people don't really know. I'm also a huge Notre Dame fan, especially from my grandfather. You know, he was a huge fan of them. I had relatives that went there. And yeah, I'm, that's awesome that we have some Notre Dame people on this team. Sato Sabale uh, from Oregon. We haven't seen her play this season yet, but hopefully when she comes back, it'll be good. Uh, and then, of course, El Paso's own Kayla Thornton right there. Five years. She's the, the big vet in the, in the team. Yeah, I can't believe she's already been five years in the league. I mean, I remember. Oh, I just uh, realized she's a few weeks older than me. Yeah, but I, that, that's pretty cool. I remember, you know, in my undergrad at UTEP watching her play. She yeah, dude, amazing. I went to go to a game with you one time. I think you were in the pep band and yeah, watch, we watched them play. She yeah, was awesome. I mean, all my, on all my, you know, all my years there, all five years there, I just saw her just come about, come to be. And, you know, that women's team was killer, you know, uh, before I left. So yeah, it, it's nice to see her uh, succeeding, you know, in the WNBA. So I'm happy for that she's on a team. Yeah. And, and it's going to be exciting because I think Charlie Collier has a very bright future in this league. She seems to be a pretty good piece overall. So the, the wings did a, they made a great decision and I can't wait to see what unfolds. I know it's been one game, but we'll see what happens because they actually played today against the Seattle storm at 7 PM and that's central time. So yeah, hopefully y'all can get to see that. And hopefully I can get some, you know, um, I think I mentioned this earlier about WNBA league pass. I think it's about $17 at most, which is really damn good. Like, I think that's going to be pretty cool because I would love to catch some wings games. Like that's going to be amazing. And yeah, I can't wait to see what happens with uh, the storm because they're, they're the defending champions and it's, it's going to be a fun game. And then of course, you know, we were talking about Kayla Thornton right here, you know, six, one, one ninety pounds again from El Paso, Texas. Uh, as far as her current stat uh, statistics right now, she's scoring seven points. So just, again, it's the beginning, but wow, 11 rebounds. She's, she's really aggressive on the boards. So it's going to be awesome to see. Um, so I think, yeah, I think she hit a three and 67, uh, 67% field goal percentage, hundred percent from free throw range. So that's good. That's going to be amazing. So she started off in Washington and then she's been with Dallas ever since. So that's, that's awesome. I hope, hope she's there for the remainder of her career. So that's, I'm, I'm excited yeah, for this season. I, I really want to see, definitely want to see her play. Cause you know, El Paso supports their own. So that's going to be awesome. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's kind of talk a little bit about, you know, the NBA playoffs since they're already here. But yeah, before we talk about the main playoffs, let's kind of talk a little bit about the uh, the play-in tournament because that was a very interesting addition. Like they did it last year, but it was a bit different. This year, the way they did it is that they had the seventh through the tenth seeds play to get in. For the seventh and eighth seed, you know, whoever won that got the seventh seed, and who they would play whoever won against the ninth and the tenth seed if if they lost, right? And then the ninth and the tenth seed would play 
to at least stay alive and whoever is eliminated you know they're gone and then the other team moves on to play the team for the eighth the other team for the eighth spot so that's what happened um as far as in the west let's kind of look at this so memphis played san antonio they won uh la played golden state and they golden state barely lost by a lebron james three-pointer like to win the game so that was unfortunate for them but then they went on to lose against memphis and a lot of people were like and, and see look i get it i can understand people's uh oh. the, the people not liking the play in for that reason like you have a good team like a good player like steph curry not making it and it's it's not as entertaining as I, and see this is the thing that's so relative because so what we're only supposed to have teams with you know the big markets and the big names like what's wrong with having a different team you know like not everyone is a fan of golden state there's a lot of memphis fans too so what they're supposed to just be shafted just because no. it's Stephen Curry? No, that's ridiculous. No, so, I don't get it, man. Yeah, and also, but, if we're going to go with that argument, they had two fucking chances to get in, and they, they didn't capitalize. So, And granted, it's not all Steph's fault, but you know he's, he's part of the team, so he shares some blame in it. But overall, Memphis, they earned their spot, and it's awesome to see them in the playoffs. And what were you about to say, Mario? Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Mario's all here. No me interrumpes ese. <laughs> I think Mario uh, had a little bit of a technical difficulty there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of continue on here. Uh, so, yeah, for all of you that are, like, watching the video, you kind of saw what happened. Um, but if you're looking or listening on, you know, the Apple Podcasts or Spotify, yeah, I'm just here right now until Mario gets <laughs> back on. But overall, uh, I'm going to continue. So in the eastern side of things, until, until I can see, I guess, if uh, he's you know, able to come back in. Well, actually, let me, let me just do a stop share real quick just so I can see if he's you know, asking to come in just so I can let him back in. Um, well, I'm not seeing it yet. So let me, let me continue before I, I double check on him. So yeah, so on the eastern side of things, we have the Indiana Pacers, the Charlotte Hornets, and then we have the Boston Celtics and Washington Wizards. So Boston, um, they beat Washington. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Washington was beaten by Boston. So then they got the seventh spot. And then the Hornets and the Pacers played. The Hornets were beaten in pretty heavy fashion by the Pacers, and they got to play the Wizards, who the Wizards pretty much dispatched pretty easily. So for the seventh seed, we have Boston. For the eighth seed, we have Washington. In the West, we had uh, Lakers seventh and Memphis Grizzlies eighth seed. So let's double check one more time to see if Mario is back on. Let's see. Maybe if I invite him again, let's see what happens. A ver. Invite. Okay. And then let me go back to share screen. Just to see. Maybe it'll show me if. Okay. There we go. Admit. A ver, is he back on? Está <laughs> bien, dude? Dude. I just, got, I just got kicked. I don't know why. Qué raro, dude. That's so weird. Uh, okay, well, andale okay, pues. Um, Estás aquí. So as I was saying, like, I was kind of continuing as you were going. Um, and we'll, hopefully when things get, like, situated, things will be better quality than that in the future. But... For what it's worth, we're doing okay right now. So, yeah, I was kind of explaining the east side of things. 
Um, but let's kind of, what were you about to say before you accidentally got cut off? Well, I, you know, I was at work yesterday and I saw the Memphis and Golden State game. That game was, bro, it was off the chain, bro. Both sides were, mm -hmm. were going at it. I mean, Steph Curry got off to a rocky start. You know, he was not, some shots were going down and he was turning the ball over a little too much. And that's what I believe hurt them in the Draymond, Draymond Green was also... Um... Yeah, turning the well, ball Draymond Green was, was 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 nailing shots, but he was being very sloppy with the ball too. So, like I said, turnovers were a big factor in the um, in why they didn't win. But dude, Memphis, my God, they just wanted it more. Yeah, and dude. You should have if you were man. You should have been if you were able to watch it, man. That whole game was just great, and it went into overtime, and then just Memphis just pulled it up. But that guy. Uh, that that young guy, Jan, uh, John Morant, John John Morant, sorry, ja, just J A Ja Morant, Ja Morant. He, my God, he just went off all night long. He was just, he was hungry, man. You know, for a young kid, I think he's a rookie. If I'm no, 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 mistaken. no, he's not a rookie. He he was a rookie last year. Okay, so he's he's he got rookie one of the league year last year, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay, I I misheard that then. But my God, he he, everyone on the Memphis team. You got to give credit to them. You know, they were trying to, like I said, they felt like they were trying to downplay Memphis. No, man. All those guys were just more consistent. They were nailing shots. They wanted it. And they're in, and Golden State's not. Like I said, I got much respect for Golden State and, and Steph Curry and, and that crew. They're a championship team, but they've just been very... Well, not this you know, year, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. not, But, I mean, they've, they've won the championship uh, before. It's just they just had a lot of issues... You know the pan well, even before the pandemic, and then now it's just been very inconsistent. But I know Steve Kerr can turn it around, and those guys can turn it around moving forward as we get back to some sort of normalcy. So yeah, and hopefully when Clay Thompson comes back, things will be a little bit better for them. But as far as Memphis is concerned, dude, like they scare me, dude. Like they're they're legit. Like I I don't know why people discredit them, but you know. Jaron Jackson Jr. is he's an amazing player. He's a really good defensive player and he's he's a good shooter for a guy his size. So I just like that guy and that's why sometimes I'm a little bit afraid for the Mavs. I mean they they did great this year coming back and doing what they did, but I'm a little bit nervous if Memphis goes back healthy and f like truly full strength next year. Like you got to watch out for them. They're they're a, they're going to be a tough team in the West for years to come in my opinion. If they play their cards right, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm just looking at this this playoff picture. You know, Utah doing extremely well. So, I mean, and they're going up against Memphis. And I really liked how just watching. Like, I know I was busy with school, so I didn't keep up with a lot of the NBA. But just to see that, see how Memphis performed yesterday, I think they're going to give Utah a run for their money. So Utah's got to be careful. Yeah, and that's also very dependent on um, if uh, Donovan Mitchell. Like, I don't know what his situation is. I didn't hear. He's been injured for a bit. Hopefully he comes back for this round of the playoffs because they're going to need him. Because um, yeah. last year, the, the issue with Utah last year was the fact they didn't have Bogdanovich, who was their second leading scorer. And I think, I know people are probably going to disagree with me on this, and it is what it is, but I, I think if Bogdanovich was there, I think the, the Jazz would have dispatched Denver. I mean, and it's no disrespect to Jokic and Murray and all of that, that squad, but I just think... 
if they had that extra umph in their umph, their offense instead of Donovan Mitchell having to carry the load, I think the, the Jazz would have won that series. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, before we continue on with like the full like um, standings and the playoff yeah. look in the in the West, let's go back to the East because I was kind of explaining a little bit like you know the the Pacers and the Hornets they played each other. Indiana dispatched them pretty quickly. Uh, the Celtics uh, beat Washington and then Washington just straight up beat Indiana. And you know what a turnaround for the 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 Wizards, dude. Like I, I expected them to be the eighth seed, but I didn't expect them to have this much of a struggle in the beginning of the season. Part of it was because Westbrook was out a little bit, but also when Westbrook was playing, he was struggling at the beginning. But he he really turned it around and kind of went back to his like triple double machine form. And you know he really helped put the Wizards back into a good position. So you know, props to Russell Westbrook. And you know, I at one point was kind of on that train. I was like, oh man, maybe he's He's not the same anymore. Apparently, he was playing with a, a quad injury, like, like throughout that time. And I was like, "Damn, dude! Like, the fact that he was forcing himself to play through that is a little scary." But he made it work, and you know, now the Wizards are in the playoffs. So, you know, props to him. And I apologize for for doubting him. So, c- congrats, congrats, Russell Westbrook. We're, I'm happy. Like, I don't want to see players fail, but I just at the at the current moment, that's just what it looked like. But I'm happy for him now. I'm really yeah. happy for him. No, I'm happy for him too because, uh, you know, I think that uh, they can, you know, I, I think they'll give Philly a hard time. Uh, but I still feel hopefully as there's a lot of teams on the East that I would like to see move forward that haven't won one or, or anything. So, you know, like Philly has yet. Uh, well, Philly's got two. Washington does. And I would like to see them move forward. But I do like the way Philly's been playing from what I've seen from them. And then just to see big turnarounds for a couple of teams, like the Knicks. Wow. And they haven't, they, I haven't seen them do this well in, wow, almost 10 years. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see the Knicks and a lot of people that I know that are Knicks fans finally have a winning season. And uh, that makes me happy to see. So hopefully we'll see what happens. They're going up against Atlanta. They have the same record. So, this will be tough. This will probably be tough because Atlanta is pretty fierce uh, from what I've seen. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I've, I'll be okay with either team winning that series. Um, Milwaukee and Miami. You know, Miami was the runner-up last year for the finals. And, you know, Milwaukee was looking good, but they just could not um, – they just could not uh, pull through in the end because they, they played Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals. Am I correct? No, they, they played them in the, uh, the second round. They, the, it was the Celtics oh. and the Heat in the Eastern Conference oh, okay. Finals. But yeah, it's, like it's just they were, they were the Miami just knows how to solve uh, Giannis. But maybe this year with the addition of uh, uh, Drew Holiday, maybe that will change. We'll see. Yes, because they were doing so well. I think they were like the number one seed last year. And they just got there and they just rent ran out of gas and Miami just kicked their butt. So I, I like to see Milwaukee turn it around. So come on. Yeah, they just had, go for it. yeah, they just had better matchups. I mean, you know, Bam out of bio was just killing it last year. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. overall, um, as far as the East, you know, <laughs> Philly and, and Washington is going to be an interesting one because I, I don't know. I don't know how true it is. I just, I don't know. Cause you can't always believe everything you read off of Twitter. Um, but apparently Russell Westbrook and Joel Embiid do not really like each other that well. So 
that's going to be a kind of a very like hard grinding game. Like, so Westbrook is going to talk his shit, and Joel Embiid is also going to talk his. And you know, you know, Joel is just one of those guys that just talks smack, and it's funny. He's funny. I know he's funny, but Embiid, he he, I don't know, he kind of acts a little bullyish sometimes on some players. He just he pushes his weight around. He he just. You know, especially to the shorter guys, I'm like, bro. Well, I mean, that's what that's you're supposed something. to do. What is he supposed to do? Just you know, stand there. <laughs> I mean, but I feel like he starts fights when he shouldn't when he shouldn't be because I've seen some some NBA fights and when, when how he acts, I was like, bro, come on, man. True spirit of Philly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, shit. But even then, it's like, man, come on, be the big, be the better guy here. You know, have some sportsmanship. Don't there's no need for fighting. Just show with your skills. Yeah, I get what you mean, but yeah, I I like I like Embiid. I think he's I think he's badass. He he was he was definitely like I, I know everyone's gonna give me shit for this, but I really thought he should have gotten MVP. But he was out for 17 games, and oh well. I mean, but so yeah, because it was a shortened season. I mean, but if it wasn't, you definitely could have made a case for Embiid. I mean, no disrespect to Jokic, and I, again, I do agree like he does deserve it as well. But I, I felt Embiid should have also gotten it. Like, let me mm-hmm. should have been the front runner for it. But again, I I won't, you know, argue that Jokic has a case. Like he obviously has a case, especially maybe a little bit better now than he did when I first, you know, had it as Embiid. So either way, who whoever wins the MVP, like, I mean, especially it's going to be Jokic, in my opinion, in the end. Right. Um. But yeah, so... Yeah, that's going to be a great matchup. I think that one is – I guess we'll, we'll give our predictions a little bit later because I'm going to also utilize some stats to kind of give us an idea of who's going to win that, you know, that matchup. Um, but, yeah, the Knicks and the Hawks, um, I think that's going to be a grinded-out game. Uh, Julius Randle has really come into his own, and I think he deserves uh, most improved because, my God, he really, he really is the heart and soul of the Knicks right now. And I'm glad Derrick Rose is there too. Because he really has kind of done well for them, for on his second stint there. Um, but Julius Randle is has been killing it. Obi Toppin has been good. Emmanuel quickly. It's it's a, it's a solid roster, and, and of course, part of it is uh, Coach Thibodeau because he used to coach the Bulls uh, when Derrick Rose was in his prime. And you know he's just a very defensive minded coach, and he he turned this program around. Like he definitely. I don't know who's going to get coach of the year, but he should definitely get consideration for that. Cause Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just to see him doing a lot better in New York, I mean, cause he tried in Chicago. He really did, but I guess maybe he just didn't have the pieces or maybe Chicago just wasn't the right team for him. So, well, I mean, he I mean, took, he, he led with, I mean, Derek Rose has the point guard. He led them to the conference finals. So it's not like they weren't inadequate. It's just, you know, sometimes you get tough breaks. I know, it's, but it just feels like, you know, he really struggled, you know, a lot more in Chicago than he he did. Or that's just how I saw because, you know, after Rose got hurt, it just, of course, wasn't the same. So um, I mean, he still kept him competitive, though. So I wouldn't say that. I mean, I get what you mean, but I, I wouldn't say that. But overall, I mean, we have the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks are going to be a running gun team. But I, I don't know. And I'll, I'll discuss like that matchup like fully later. But yeah, we already discussed a little bit about the, the Bucks and the Heat. That's going to be an interesting matchup and we'll see how that goes. The, the Nets, everybody, there's a lot of people that are really hating on the Nets and expecting them to be like 
outed in the first round or at most second round. There's some people on the other side of the fence that think they're going to win it all. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see because according, like, I mean, according to the stats, Brooklyn is not one of the higher defensive team. And I don't even think they're top 10. And we'll, we'll look at that a little bit more in depth in a minute, but that's the huge reason why there's a lot of people on the fence about the, the nets because a higher end defense usually helps you win championships. If you're at least top 10, maybe even top five. Um, but yeah. And then Boston, um, it's going to be a struggle because they lost Jalen Brown. So it's going to be a very interesting series. I mean, maybe Boston still has some, you know, fuel in the tank to kind of help them a little bit, but it's going to be definitely harder without Jalen Brown. Um, I, I think it, they at least give Brooklyn a challenge because, you know, Brooklyn's still trying to get their chemistry together. Um, but you, you really cannot sleep on like three superstars. And some people don't consider Kyrie a superstar, but, I mean, I think he is. Come on. Yeah, I, I mean, that's why, they're, that's why they're a super team. Um, so, like, yeah, with James Harden doing the point guard responsibilities and doing it amazingly well. And they didn't get to the number two seed in the playoffs for nothing, man. Come on. Yeah, exactly. And then K, KD, he struggled recently, but I, I think he'll be fine when the playoffs start. Um, and then, you know, Kyrie is just going to get you buckets no matter what. They're going to – they're going to – I think – this is just my opinion. I think their offense is going to be their, their best defense really, you know? Mm. So, but even then we'll, we'll kind of see how that unfolds and we'll t- kind of talk a little bit more about it with the stats. Um, yeah, Cause we're just kind of discussing it and then we'll kind of go into each like section by section to see. But as far as the West, again, we kind of talked a little bit about Utah and Memphis, uh, the Clippers. So our Dallas Mavericks versus the Clippers, the rematch last year, the Mavericks, a lot of, Mavericks fans and some even some other fans thought they had a legitimate chance to beat the Clippers in the first round if it wasn't for that KP block that was called a foul which is straight up BS but okay um and then he got ejected so and then he also got injured and that's the thing that's the biggest um the biggest question mark is Porzingis because when he has been healthy he's been okay but he hasn't been what he's needed to be um and then other than that, he's just been not healthy. So if KP can at least do what he did in last year's playoffs this year, then I think people will give him a little bit more of a chance. But if he doesn't even produce half of what he was last year, then I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know where you go from there. You might have to consider using him as a trade piece or something. I really Which I, I would hate for that to happen, but I mean, he hasn't been what we've needed. And again, it's just like, oh, well, he hasn't been healthy enough. But when has he ever been healthy? So it's like you don't want to have another fucking Chandler Parsons situation where he's never fucking healthy. And we get finessed, you know? Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm hoping too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I just hate that they're having to go against the Clippers again. Because I really like the Clippers, you know, to move on. But going against my Mavs, I'm like, ah, man. Why did it have to be the Clippers again? Yeah, so, I'm sorry. I was like, I want my maps to, to go all the way. So we'll see what happens. I'm just glad that they were able to pull that that uh, that winning streak. You know, everyone was clicking. Luca was clicking. Hardaway was clicking. You know, a lot of even a lot of the other players were stepping up. So it made me happy to see. So yeah, Powell is kind of coming back into a little bit of a 
a more scrappier role and actually is being pretty efficient. So, and, and I hate on Dwight Powell a lot. Cause I, I, I don't know that contract kind of, if we had him at a slightly lower contract, I wouldn't have been as mad, but the, the fact that we gave him a, a bigger contract, I was like, why you could have used that on somebody else, but he's, he's worked for it. Um, so I'm happy for him. And again, I'll hold my tongue <laughs> on him for now until I like see if he's like, if he struggles real bad, then I'll be like, well, okay, it is what it is. But he's been a, a positive, which is great. And I'm happy for that. Uh, the Mavericks overall, like they, they like most teams in the league. And this is the thing I get it, but I hate when Mavs fans like to say, oh, well, everyone was, uh, you know, sick. And I was like, dude, there were a lot of other teams that had that same issue and still ended up in a higher spot. And granted, that was, again, during the time where the Mavericks were, like, pretty much in last place in the conference. And I'm glad they turned it around because that's what they needed. Like, Luka has really stepped it up and, like, led that team. And I'm happy for him. I mean, he's had his his moments where he's, like, just put up errant shots. But overall, he's definitely been a lot better. I know his his stats don't seem on the surface as be- as good as they were last year. But they were still very good nonetheless and definitely – you know, they could have been consideration for, for MVP. It's just if he had performed a little, if the team it's, uh, itself had performed a little bit better and those issues did not occur, I, I bet we would see Luca in those conversations. But ov- obviously that's not how it happened. Um, and then the late, uh, sorry, Lakers, not eh, Clippers. Sorry, Clippers fans. <laughs> I know you hate that. So the Clippers um, last year, they just had a lot of chemistry issues. And for a good amount of the season this year, Kawhi was out a little bit. But Paul George has really stepped it up. But the big question is, can he step it up in the playoffs? Because that's just been the issue with him lately. He has amazing seasons, but then when the postseason occurs, he's just kind of off. He just He's not the same. So if Paul George can prove himself to be you know a decent piece in this series and in the second round, then I think... Um, the Clippers will be golden. And I think they might be a bit of a front runner for me to possibly win the title. Um, but that's very dependent on if Paul George steps it up. Kawhi is going to be Kawhi. You know, nobody can question Kawhi. I know last year I was like, oh, well, he didn't do well in the final game. It's like, yeah, it, I mean, that is what it is. But I, I don't expect Kawhi Leonard to like always falter in that way. Um, especially for a, a guy that's so defensively inclined in that regard. Um but yeah, it's going to be a great matchup. And this time around, the Mavericks have a lot of their pieces because last year they didn't because Dwight Powell was injured. Jalen Brunson was injured. Um, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein didn't play because he didn't want to get his baby sick, which is, you know, commendable. Um, we just had a lot of players that were not there. So this the Mavericks do have a chance. It There is possibility that they can win this series if they are consistent and they play their cards right. If Hardaway shoots great in this series, then they have a chance. If KP plays the way he needs to play, I think they have a chance. Um, If Dwight Powell is as scrappy as he has been throughout the the latter half of this season, then yeah, they have a chance. And again, we have Brunson back and he's, he's not the best ball handler and like distributor, but he's still decent. So that gives us another element. I don't expect much from Trey Burke. And then also JJ Redick is not going to be playing because I think he's still dealing with an ankle injury. But if the Mavericks somehow get past the Clippers, then hopefully he plays in the next series because they're going to need some shooting, most definitely. 
but yeah, the Clippers, they, they're, they're going to be okay. I think, I mean, there's, there's definitely some lineups that the Mavericks can throw at the Clippers, but I, I just think in the end, it's going to end up the same um, kind of same situation as last year, but I'll, I'll get more into that in a minute. Uh, the, the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. So this is a, a game, a, a series that a lot of people think that uh, the Trailblazers can cause an upset um, because Granted, right now, the the Nuggets do not have Jamal Murray at all. He got injured. So that's a huge loss on the, the Nuggets. But Jokic has still steered the boat right in the direction for this Nuggets team. You know, felicidades por él. Um, he, he, he did really well. And he's, again, Jokic is definitely front runner for MVP this year. Um, but again, will it be enough to get past high-powered teams like the Trailblazers? I mean, it's possible. I think they still can do it. It's just now that CJ's back and now that the, the Trailblazers are at a decent strength, I think the Trailblazers can can make a decent push. That, that would be the only series I could see a possible upset. But who knows? Maybe, maybe the Nuggets are a lot better than people give them credit for. Because, again, Jokic, when you have Jokic, you're, you're, you have a chance. But is it enough, you know? Um, and then this is the big one that a lot of people are saying, you know, because Phoenix has done really great this year. Chris Paul, you know, I used to not think so highly of Chris Paul, but now like the way he's performed these past two seasons and putting these teams in, in positions to be successful and be in the playoffs, like, yeah, he's an amazing, he's an amazing point guard. And like, he's definitely like going to go down as one of the best point guards of all time. I, so yeah, it's, it's I agree with him. that. And then Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton have been playing decently this year. DeAndre Ayton still has a little bit more to improve on, but I think he's been decent. Um, Booker's going to get his buckets. Um, but the big deal about this one is that people are saying, and, and I agree to a, a, a pretty good extent, that this Lakers team is probably the best seventh seed that has ever manifested. <laughs> because, you know, again, they were not healthy for a good majority of the season. And now AD and LeBron are back. And I know, I know LeBron said that oh, I don't think I'll ever be 100% again. But again, with LeBron, anything's possible. You cannot count out LeBron James. That's that's just reality. <laughs> he's, he's not a quitter, man. He he's a fighter until the very end. So yeah, it, that's why I know there's some things that we don't like what he does, especially when he gets a little bit of favoritism from the official from the officials because he does. But he's never been one to just give up or quit. So, yeah, I mean, that's just not in his nature. Yeah, and that was evident when they he hit that game winner against the Warriors in Curry's face. So, he, you know, <laughs> did I, like, I didn't get it? Awesome. I didn't get a chance to see it. But damn. yeah, I mean, granted, Curry can only do so much in that particular instance. Like LeBron's obviously a taller player, but and and Curry did contest. But you know, it's what do you do with that? LeBron, like sometimes he'll just make a lot of people have been calling it the fuck you threes. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes like he'll just like he'll he looks so slow, he'll just go like this and then just out of nowhere, boom, he just pull up and no, that's funny. Man. Like he he's been a lot better these past couple of seasons from three point range, which is awesome. Yeah, he has like he does he's always improving his game. He's always has a new element, and it's just so awesome to see. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is going to be a very interesting series um, because, again, 
and, and there's been a lot of videos about this and I'll kind of give my opinion on it. But yeah, this overall is going to be one of the more interesting series. And some people are considering, well, would it be an upset really if the Lakers beat the Phoenix Suns? Because let's just say the Lakers were healthy throughout the rest of the season. They probably would have been a higher seed in general. That's uh, We don't know for certain, but that's pretty much what the consensus thought is. And there's no reason to not believe that either. Well, so, I mean, they are. They are the defending champs. So mm-hmm, exactly. Don't don't count them out. And they did year. improve. They've gotten a lot deeper this year. And there like there's some games that some of the uh, other role players stepped up. Like Schroeder, when he was playing, he was stepping up really well. Um, what is it? Contavious Caldwell Pope has really stepped up. You know, um, Alex Caruso. <laughs> He's been pretty. He he did really good in that in that game versus the the Warriors. So, you know, shout out to him. But yeah, the, the, uh, sorry, the Lakers have pieces. They, they, let's, there's no reason to believe that they couldn't pull up a decent run. But anyhow, let's, let's kind of get into the statistics overall and then kind of make our slight predictions. So, as far as the season leaders in points per game, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brooklyn Nets, the Washington Wizards, the Utah Jazz, the Portland Trailblazers. So those were the top teams in points per game, rebounds per game. Utah Jazz, Milwaukee Bucks, Pelicans are not even in the playoffs, so I don't need to worry about them. The Grizzlies and the Hawks. So these are teams that are going to really shine out as far as rebounding, and these are teams that are going to shine out as far as points per game. And that's why I think the Nets have a legitimate chance to make the finals because they they can kill people. Like if if all three of their superstars get going. I think that's going to be hard to stop no matter how good of a defense you have or how bad their defense is. I mean, that's not either here nor there. Because I'll get to the advanced stats as far as like the defensive and offensive ratings. Um, so the assists per game, the Warriors, uh, sadly, they didn't make the playoffs. Because, um, I mean, they had a lot of passing, but I think, I think their passing got predictable, which is why they lost. Um, but as far as... The, ter- the current teams in the playoffs that have decent assists per games, like the Grizzlies, the Suns, and the Nets, I think they have a lot of ball movement going for them that I think they can have an advantage. Uh, blocks per game, Pacers didn't make it, but the Sixers definitely are a decent, like are, they're a very good defensive team. So I think it's going to be hard to stop because that's the only, I don't know why. Everybody likes to say the, the Bucks will beat the, the Nets. But I think it's the Sixers, in my opinion, that have the best chance of beating the Nets because of Embiid and, and Simmons. Like, they're very good defensive players. So I think they have the best chance if that happens. Um, and also the Lakers and the... Yeah, the Lakers is another decent team. They're, they're a really good defensive team overall. So, yeah, the Lakers have a legitimate shot to, like, stop players that... I mean, stop teams with decent offenses. Steals per game, the Grizzlies and the Sixers. Again, the Sixers, again, I think have the most chance to stop a lot of teams. And also on, on the Western side, the Lakers. The Grizzlies, again, I think are, like you said, they're going to give Utah a run for their money. So I think that's going to be a, a very fun series. And again, it's all dependent on what happens with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, field goal percentage, you know, for a team that like, I mean, they struggled a little bit, um, but they're still, they were still ended up being the second seed. And they were probably the higher team with like the higher field goal percentage. So again, let's 
Let's not pretend that they can't get it done. Um, and then the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks are also very good high-powered offenses. Or like more efficient offenses, I should say. And the Nuggets and the Clippers also behind them. So these are going to be like you're going to bet that these teams are going to at least get their buckets in an efficient manner. Uh, Utah is that yeah, because that was a, a, another big thing with Utah. They're the highest, one of the higher scoring three point shooting teams. As far as percentage wise, they're they're like fifth, but they still are going to get you from the three point range. So you really have to guard them well there. The Clippers, they're another decent team from three, but again, I don't expect them to take as many. Um, and then free throw percentage, Suns and Clippers, they're going to get it done from the line. Uh, and then as far as the overall advanced stats, let's look at that. So as far as offensive rating, let's look at that. Their offensive rating, uh, Brooklyn has the highest with 117.3. The Blazers are the second highest with 117.1. The Clippers are the third with uh, sorry, 116.7. Utah Jazz, 116.5. And the Milwaukee Bucks, 116.5. So these top five teams are going to really, like it's going to be really hard to stop these teams on the offensive end. I mean, and then with Denver, Phoenix, and Dallas not too far behind them, I think it's, it's going to be really, I mean, and I guess like you could say the, the Lakers are not so high because again, they weren't a hundred percent healthy. So I think in that respect, that's going to increase with the playoffs. Um, Cause you're going to get some huge scoring opportunities with LeBron and AD on your team. So that's, I guess we can't really take the Lakers not being in the top 10 in offensive rating too straightforward because there's definitely context to that. Um, but overall, the teams that we're playing, yeah. So those are the teams to watch out for offensively. Dallas, um, even though they're top 10, they kind of – they have their moments where they just – they falter. So hopefully in the playoffs, the Mavericks can keep their shit together. But I can't really guarantee that, and I can't – I can only be hopeful, <laughs> you know? Right. And then as far as defensive ratings, so see, this is what I was saying. The Lakers are the best defensive team in the league with a, this – Defensive rating of 106.8. So, and especially with LeBron and AD coming back, I know AD isn't the best defender, but he's still a very good defender. And so is LeBron. I know in recent years, LeBron hasn't been as good of a defender, but he he's still amazing. When he gets it done, he can get it done. When he locks right. you down, he can lock you down. So, yeah. But you, so. Look, but you look at Philly and Utah, which are the top two seeds in the East, you know, don't count, you know, be wary of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and overall, this is why I think that people are really writing off Philly. Because again, I understand the whole thing with Ben Simmons not being a good three-point shooter. Um, but let me double-check offensive rating again. Yeah, because they're 13th. But again, their de- defense wins championships. And, you know, Embiid has been going off. If if Embiid just gets, gets it going, I think it'll be I think the the Sixers will be fine, and they have decent pieces. Let's let's not pretend that they don't. Maxie's been good. Dwight Howard, even though he hasn't played as much, has been okay. Uh, Seth Curry will have his moments, and I mean, I wish we. That's the thing. I wish we, like in retrospect, I thought, oh, I guess it'll be okay. But nah, we've really missed Seth Curry in Dallas, man. It sucks. Yeah, I wish they had kept him. Josh Richardson has not been what he's needed to be, and I'll get into that. I'll get into that later because I don't want to waste too much time on that. Uh, and then even the the Knicks, because again, with Thibodeau, the Knicks, 
really are a good team. And I'm, you know, it's, it's great to see that. And then the Suns, the Grizzlies, and the Clippers are all top 10, and the Bucks and the Heat. So, again, maybe this time around, because the, the Bucks and the Heat are tied in defensive rating. So maybe this time around, I think the Bucks will have a decent chance of getting the Heat, considering that they're so close defensively. Let me double-check offensive rating again for them. Because even, see, because even the, the Bucks have a higher offensive rating overall. So maybe, just maybe, and again, anything can happen in the playoffs, but just maybe the the Bucks have a better chance this time around against the Heat. And again, the Heat have also kind of had their own struggles this year too, you know, mm-hmm. but we'll see. I mean, it, but again, with Jimmy Butler, he's so aggressive that, you know, he can make anything happen. We saw it last year's playoffs, but again, it's a new year, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is, this is going to be an interesting season. I mean, off season, most likely it's, and it's going to be hard to predict. Cause I mean, everyone's like, oh, well this season sucked. Cause there's so many injuries. And it's like, I mean, injuries were going to happen one way or another. Granted, I will agree. Cause we spoke about it a while ago that I think they did kind of rush the season a little bit, but at this point it is what it is. And as far as net rating, the overall net rating, the Utah jazz have a net rating of nine Clippers, 6.1 Phoenix, 5.9 Milwaukee bucks fourth. Uh, with 5.8 and Philadelphia 76ers fifth 5.5. So they have the better net ratings overall. Um, as far as assist percentages, uh, well, I guess, because sometimes with assists, you can't always put that into perspective because if you pass, sometimes if you pass the ball too much, you're not going <laughs> to like, there's some, there is such a thing as too much ball movement if it doesn't lead to anything. So yeah, that's probably why some of these teams didn't do so well. But it's just a turnover ratio. So, and part of that is because of uh, Chris Paul. He's been really efficient with his passing. I mean, he's one of the greatest point guards, like in ball handlers we've seen. So definitely the Suns are going to be, you're, you're going to, and this is the thing, everybody likes to disrespect the Suns, but I think the Lakers are are not going to be, they're, they're, they're not going to just sweep the Suns. Let's just put it that way. It's going to be a battle. And Chris Paul is going to find ways around your defense, no matter how good it is. No, yeah, that was like, you know, the Lakers struggled, you know, quite a bit this year. I mean, they got back, but yeah, there's no way the Lakers are going to sweep them. There's just no way. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, be really naive just because all just because of the Lakers. Well, even, even some of the best teams with the most titles have had their struggles. So that's like, no. Nah. That's yeah. not very likely at all. I'm surprised the Mavericks are top 10. I mean, I guess part of that is Luca, but I mean, it would be nice if it was higher, but you know, sometimes even Luca makes some weird passes, but overall, yeah, this is what is the assisted turnover ratio in general. And the Phoenix suns are pretty efficient. So are the Grizzlies, the nuggets are also efficient. So I think they're going to, of course with Jokic, he's going to, he's probably one of the best passing big men we've seen ever. So you have that um, total effective field goal percentage by team. Let's kind of see that a little bit. So with the, the Nets have the best effective field goal percentage. So these top five teams here and see, this is why I hate when people disrespect the Suns and the Jazz because they're, it's not that the fact that they're just, you know, putting up shots and just like they're efficient. So the Jazz are going to, 
I mean, the, the Grizzlies are going to be good and they're going to give a good series, but I think the jazz are a lot high powered of an offense than people think they are. Um, the Suns too. So these teams are going to be great. Even if for some reason they do get upset within the first or second round, let's not pretend that, Oh, well they, they were illegitimate just because the Lakers weren't there. I just, I just think that's such a shitty argument. Um, but yeah, as far as the team effort, it's going to be good to see Phoenix and Utah. Those are, those are definitely teams people should be looking at um, besides the Lakers and the Nuggets. Cause I think they have a legitimate chance to also contend. Like it, the West is very hard to predict this year. Um, Cause there's a lot of factors that people have to take in consideration. Cause Oh, and another thing about the jazz, like Jordan Clarkson has fucking like exploded as a sixth man. Like he's really blossomed into a, a dangerous guy off the bench. Like I, I think he should win sixth man of the year. If he doesn't, uh, that that would be so silly, I, I think, because Joe Ingles is a decent player. Don't get me wrong; he's also on the Jazz, but I think Jordan Clarkson has been a lot more impactful as a sixth man in general. Like he's, <laughs> there's times he scored. I think he there was one time he scored forty off the bench, and he he killed the Mavericks one game. So yeah, I think he's a sixth man of the year candidate and should probably win it. Um, so yeah, as far as that's concerned, those are kind of the the major statistics. And again, I'm not the best at reading the statistics. Uh, and and y'all can, in the comment sections on YouTube, if you're watching this via YouTube or listening via, uh, yeah, whatever the case may be, just kind of tell me what I'm missing or maybe how to read the stats a little bit better. But I think with all being said, these teams have legitimate chances. You know, like the it's a really stacked West. And the East has gotten a lot better too. People will say, oh, the East is weak, 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 weak. Nowadays, I think the East has finally come back into a bit of a prominence of its own. So we'll see. Um, but as far as predictions, and we'll kind of go, let's see, we'll go round by round. Let's see if it'll, uh, let me see. Maybe if I do playoff bracket, this probably will give us a better view. If you're watching this via, como se llama? Oop, whoops. If you're watching this via YouTube, kind of just see it like this. Okay, so here's the bracket. So as far as Utah versus Memphis, I see, and again, it's very dependent on Donovan Mitchell. I see, like, if Donovan Mitchell's healthy, I can see this this game, this series, going to five games. If he's not as healthy, I could see it going to six. And then they move on to the next round. Utah beats Memphis. Um, as far as the Clippers and the Mavericks, like it'd be awesome if the Mavericks can pull off an upset, but that's very dependent on if, and see, that's another player, Josh Richardson, because that's what I was about to say earlier. Josh Richardson has not been what we've needed. Like he was supposed to be a good defensive piece as well as a three-point shooter. He's been not as good as he has been in the past couple of years as a three-point shooter. Like he, his best years were on Miami and he was, he wasn't even that good of a defender this year. Like, I don't know what happened. Hopefully, hopefully he gets out of whatever funk he's in and proves us wrong. But as of, as it stands right now, he has been kind of a negative overall. So that's going to be another thing. If, if Josh Richardson, it, like if he could at least, you know, be decent defensively, then I won't be as, you know, 
angry about it, but if he doesn't even provide anything, then I think they should just let him walk <laughs> in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of factors for the Mavericks to win this series, but they just got to they gotta play right. And Rick Carlisle is, is a decent coach. Some people think he's great. And, and look, he has title experience, and I get it, but as of late, his, his rotations have been a little strange. And granted, they're the fifth seed when they could have been out of the playoffs completely. So I'm not going to really trash Rick Carlisle here. Um, but I, I just think overall, I think the the Clippers, because they're still a good defensive team and they're a very efficient offensive team. Because again, we saw their, you know, the advanced stats of like true shooting percentage as a team and the, the Clippers are up there. So I think overall, the Clippers are going to be very tactical in how they they work with the Mavericks. Rajon Rondo, you know, everybody has playoff Rondo. Him, he kind of proved it last year in last year's finals. Like he's still a decent piece when he's on. So I mean, it's it's going to piss me off though if <laughs> if we lose to Rondo, but it is what it is. Um, but I, I think. If, if PG just ha- like has an amazing series, then the, there's no way the Mavericks are beating the Clippers. I, I think it ultimately it goes back to six games. I, I think the Lake, uh, sorry, I keep saying that. Sorry, Clippers fans. Oh, there's a YouTuber named Alvini Linguini. He's probably going to yell at my ass <laughs> if, yeah, yeah. if I keep saying that. Yeah. Freaking, um, but yeah, the Clippers, I think they win this series in six. I think it, they still win it in six. But who knows? I mean, I'm going to be excited if the Mavericks pull off an upset, but I, realistically, I think that's how it's going to go down. Um, and then the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. I think because of the fact that Jamal Murray is gone, they've lost a little bit of offense. But Aaron Gordon has been pretty good as a defensive player. They just need to utilize Michael Porter Jr. a little bit more, and he has been, and he's been doing really well. So overall, I, I think Denver, like, edges out the the trailblazers and this is going to be hard because I, I if if damian lillard goes off and starts just bombing threes like and just hitting game winners like he has been throughout this season i think the blazers have a shot that that's another um and i'll, I'll go over the full upset lists in a minute but i think that's a a team that could possibly cause an upset and a lot of people probably agree on that but ultimately, I think the Nuggets win in seven. I'll just say that because I think it still goes the distance, but I think the Nuggets are, are a little bit better coached. Because Terry, that's the, the other thing. Terry Stotts has not been a very good coach this season. So there's just a lot of issues. Like, I think that his, his strategy is just get Dame and CJ the ball and uh, Yurk, uh, Nurkic just fucking rebound and shit. So I don't know. Cantor, I think Cantor is back with the, the Trailblazers too. Um, but yeah, I think the Denver Nuggets win in, in seven. And then Phoenix versus LA. Um, this one is an extremely tough one. A lot of people are going to be like, ah, oh, that should be easy. It's the Lakers. I'll say, I mean, I don't know. If Chris Paul does not get injured and Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden play at least decently well, at least close to what they were performing at this season. I think this series also goes the distance. Like this one can go either way for me, but I think just because it's LeBron James and 
Anthony Davis, I think the Lakers win uh, in, in seven. I'm, I'm at least, that may be more of the political approach to this, but I, I think that that series can go either way for me. Because again, Phoenix is a high-powered offense, but the Lakers have proven to be a high-powered defense. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be a, a really cutthroat series there. And then let's – how about we stay in the West and then put the team in the final, and then we go to the East. How about that? Right? This sounds fair? Yeah. All righty. Andale, pues. So, next round. So, I had Utah and L.A. So, Utah versus L.A. That's how it would go, right? Yeah, because it says it right here. Yeah. So, the conference semis, Utah versus the Clippers. Now, again, let's see. Let me look at the advanced stats. Effective field goal percentage. So, they're very close, the Jazz and the Clippers. So, they're both very efficient scoring teams. But I think Utah is a better shooting team overall, as far as from three-point range. Um. Let's see, because we said three-point range. Well, actually, no. Their their percentage. I mean, the they make more threes, the Jazz, but the overall percentage of the Clippers, they're a more efficient three-point shooting team. So I don't know. Maybe they're pretty even, I guess, as far as offensively. Now defensively. So we have. Well, shoot. Maybe maybe the Jazz are better defensively and the Lakers I'm sorry the God otra vez Mark. <laughs> Híjole. Fallado. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, so yeah, the Clippers are not as good of a defensive team as I thought. Maybe that's partially because of Kawhi Leonard being out for some of those games. Maybe that it cre- maybe that bumps up a bit in the playoffs. But the Jazz have been a decent defensive team. And I think that's because of Rudy Gobert. So that's, that's uh, man, that's a, that is a very evenly matched series if it, if it does go end up being that, the Clippers versus the, the Jazz. I really think, wow, I think that one could also go the distance. Like, it could either go to six or seven games. But in the end, because, because oh, again, it really, really depends on if Paul George doesn't, just flame out because if Paul George doesn't flame out and just performs amazingly well and Kawhi just being Kawhi, I think the Clippers win. I think the Clippers win that one, but by like six or seven games. But if Donovan Mitchell does what he did in last year's playoffs, where he's just like getting 50 points (laughs) in some games, like I think he had a really astronomical, playoff series last year i can't remember what the stats were but he played amazing he just you know it was just they just lost a 3-1 lead maybe just maybe the the jazz could possibly win that one could go either way if rudy gobert doesn't get like caught in bad rotations and is because that's the thing rudy gobert is a good rim protector but he's not a good perimeter protector and he doesn't move well so if they can exploit that then i think the clippers win in in six or seven games I'm leaning more towards seven because Donovan Mitchell, people are sleeping on Donovan Mitchell. He's, he's a lot better than he has been, but I don't know. People will probably disagree with me on that, but I think, I think it goes the distance there. Um, and as far as, 
okay, so it would be LA versus Den. I said Denver, right? LA versus Denver. You, that's what you're leaning towards. I yeah, L, yeah. So LA versus Denver, and again, because of the fact that like it's going to be a good series, but I think this is the where it gets tough for um, the the Nuggets being. Um, let's see. I think that is where it gets tough for the Nuggets not having Jamal Murray. That's when I think they're going to really miss Jamal Murray. And I think that they're going to exploit that because they have Schroeder, who's a really decent ball handler. And of course, they tend to run LeBron at the point here and there. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a huge mismatch. And of course, Anthony Davis, although he... I think when they've faced off, it's been like tough for Anthony Davis or Jokic to, to really get an edge on each other. So they're pretty even, except I think Davis might be better defensively. So overall, I think, I think the nuggets, they, they get beaten in this one. And I think it ends in five or six, because again, I think the lack of Jamal Murray might be the difference between them moving on or not. Um, so yeah, I think the Lakers win in, we'll say, I guess I'll, to be safe, I'll say six. And then the conference finals, we have the Clippers versus the Lakers, which is what people probably wanted last year. And then this one, this one's a little bit tough because I think the Clippers did make some decent moves, but will it be enough to get past the Lakers who pretty much at the beginning of the off season, just did move after move and just really bolstered their, their strength. In the end, I mean, the Clippers are going to give the Lakers problems defensively, and they're a better shooting team. But I think in the end, because again, it's LeBron. But again, Kawhi has had his way on LeBron before. This could go either way, but I think it's probably safe, the safer bet to choose the Lakers. Uh, Cause yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, Ibaka's a decent player, but he's old. So we can't really expect much out of, <laughs> out of Ibaka. And yeah, I know the Clippers picked up Boogie Cousins, but he's not the best defender. Like for a guy, his size, he should be a little bit better, but who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll just surprise us all. I mean, I, I hoped Boogie could have won a championship, but it is what it is. So in the end, I don't think the the Clippers have a big man that's going to slow down AD. I mean, maybe LeBron might get a little bit uh, uncomfortable, but, you know, he always finds a way. And then Schroeder, if Schroeder, again, if he performs well throughout the playoffs and is another good ball distributor and provides good, like, shooting, then I, I think the Clippers... They, they, they might have they might have an issue so I think ultimately in the end it's the Lakers they they win in seven and they go to the finals so now let's uh let's move on to the east uh so we have sorry I guess it's harder to see from here so Philly versus Washington as much as the the Wizards have fought this season I I still don't think they have enough pieces for this this Philly team. And again, they've been proving a lot of people wrong most of this season. So I will say this. 
if Russell Westbrook does not get in his own way like he has in other times when he's been in the playoffs and just let Beal kind of do his thing and then just Westbrook just make decent passes and be aggressive on the boards, I think the Wizards have a chance to push this to six games. But I'm more inclined to believe that the given the um, the defensive rating of the Sixers – because let's let's double check that again. Because the defensive rating, yeah, they're they're top two. Yeah, I, I think overall the Sixers have the edge on this. I mean, Westbrook and Beal are hard to stop, but I think if Ben Simmons, you know, kind of, I, I think with Ben Simmons guarding Westbrook, I think that might be a better matchup to kind of keep him at bay. So I think the Sixers win in five. It could go to six, but I'm probably going to say five because they're a, a, the Sixers are a better defensive team. Uh, and like, like I said, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's my thought process. Um, as far as the Knicks and the Hawks, the Knicks have really proven to be a, a decent team this year. Let's double check again. Let's see where they stand in the advanced stats because I – yeah, so they're top five in defensive rating, offensive rating. They are wow, they're not even top. Surprisingly, they're not even top. They're not even top twenty. So that could be an issue. And then let's see once again. Let's see the Hawks. The Hawks are top ten in offensive rating, and then defensive rating. Let's see where they land. Yeah, they're eighteenth. So. That's going to be a very close matchup, but I think the Hawks are a little bit more high-powered offense. And again, this is very dependent on how Trey Young does because there's some moments where Trey Young is just gunning it. Like, and I, I don't like to make this comparison, but a lot of people do because that's just what he came into the league being compared to. Steph Curry. If he has a Steph Curry, Steph Curry type of like series, then I think he beats the Knicks. And of course, Bogdanovich was also in factor in here. Um, Baryani, I mean, he's been okay. I mean, I'm not a huge Hawks fan, so maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but I mean, they, they've had a decent year and Capella is a decent like rebounding and defensive big. So who knows? Maybe, maybe Capella will give uh, whatever the, the Knicks have at center problems. Cause I know Randall has been playing more power forward. Maybe he, he switches with center as well, but yeah, I think Capella is going to give the Knicks problems, but overall the, the Knicks are a high powered defense, like, oh, like top five. And that's, that's hard to stop. I mean, that's hard to, to, to get points on, but this one goes the distance and I'm going to be bold on this one because I think people are really sleeping on how well Julius Randle has been. And of course, Derek Rose has actually had six man of the year bids. And then even RJ Barrett, everyone's been like really like silent on RJ Barrett and he's been having a pretty decent year himself. So I think, I think the Knicks win this, but I think it goes the distance to seven games. I think it goes to seven but I think the Knicks barely win out because Julius Randle has been playing on another level this season. Right. So I, I think it's the Knicks on this one. And then the, the Bucks and the Heat. 
And I said this earlier, I'm going to make this one quick because I already said this because with Drew Holiday and the way how close they are defensively and how the, the Bucks have been offensively. I mean, they're still going to find ways to, to throw people at, at Giannis, but I think this time with a better shooting cast and just, he's, he's been playing a little bit smarter this season. I, I have a feeling that the, that the Bucks beat the, the heat this time, but I, and I think they beat him in six. I just hope again that I'm not wrong. Like last year where I thought, well, I mean, they beat him throughout the season, but the season's different than the playoffs. And then they come to playoffs. They, they get fucking beaten. I'm like, well, I'm fucking wrong, but it's still, like I said, six is pretty, that's a pretty conservative guess. Six games because that gives room for the, the heat to win a few. So I, I think it go, that's that's a fair assessment, right? I mean, and if we want to again, let's look at the stats again. Steals per game. I mean, we're just let's see. Yeah, the Bucks have been like just killing it points per game wise. So I mean, also field goal percentage. They're also pretty decent. So they're pretty efficient. Um, and then also once again, let's look at. Effective field goal percentage. Yeah, they're second in the league. And Miami, he is barely out of the top 10. So, I mean, there's still going to be a decent, like, offensive play there. But I think because of how strong the Bucks have gotten this season, I think um, – oops, sorry. I think the Bucks edge out the heat this time around. Bam Adebayo is still going to give the Bucks problems, but I don't think it'll be enough. So, I, I think the Bucks beat him in six. And then the the Nets versus the the Celtics because of the fact that Jalen Brown is out, I I just I'm gonna give it to the Nets. Like I don't see them winning without one of their other players, like big time players. I mean, I think it goes to five because I think the Celtics are at least gonna get one, I mean, unless Kemba Walker steps up the way he's needed to. We'll see. But I think, and I guess maybe the Celtics have more big men to throw at Brooklyn. But again, that's not really going to matter as much if you have like guys that can like shoot from longer range. Like even Joe, they have Joe Harris still. KD can get you some buckets from range. Kyrie can get you some buckets from range. James Harden with his step back can get you buckets from range. So will that really matter as much? Who knows? And a lot of people have been saying they should play Claxton, one of their younger players, because he's been decent as a center. Well, and they also have Blake Griffin. But again, I can't put too much stock in Blake Griffin. He's kind of not the same as he has been. Um, but overall, I think the Brooklyn Nets beat them, we'll say in five. We'll say the Nets beat them in five. Because they're, they're, it's really hard to stop a high-powered offense when it's clicking. So, yeah, I'll say the Nets in five. And then the next round is Sixers versus Knicks. Julius Randle is going to play well, and so does R.J. Barrett. But, again, this is still a very young team. And although they're a good defensive team, I don't see them getting past the Sixers. I just don't. Um, There's just a lot more experience on the Sixers' part. And I think that's just what's going to happen kill the the Knicks in the end and I think I think that series ends in five the Sixers beat the Knicks 
But who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us. <laughs> maybe the Knicks will. <laughs> like I said with the Browns, they might fuck around and win a championship. <laughs> Recuerdas ese? I freaking said that for the Browns. Yeah. That would that would have been funny if they did, though. That would have been funny if they did. Well, they uh, did they've done better in recent years. So it's it may become more likely in, in the future. We'll see. Yeah. But I, I at this point, I don't I don't suspect the Knicks giving that much of a fight. If, I mean, at most like six games if they get lucky or if they really put their mind to it. But I, I think it ends in five. We'll say the Knicks get like one game off of them. Um, I, cause I don't, I don't see it being a sweep. If it is, then that's, that kind of sucks, but no, I don't, cause I think again, the, the, the league has gotten a lot more talented this year. So I don't see anybody going all the way a hundred percent. Like I don't see anybody sweeping anybody. No, I mean, if, if it happens, it happens, but I, I don't see that happening. And then the bucks versus the nets. So see, this is, again, this is a team that a lot of people had that can beat the nets and yeah, maybe they can, maybe, they take, but but see, I think that weren't the Nets also a very highly efficient. Yeah, they're the number one, and the Bucks are number two, so they're gonna match them offensively. They're gonna match offensively as far as defensive rating. Because let's see, the Bucks. Yeah, that's the thing. The Bucks are top ten, and maybe maybe that gives the 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 Nets their test, and I think that's what people are saying because they're not as good defensively. But we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I, I think after I see the Nets face the Celtics, I'll kind of figure out how it is from there. But right now, I think that series goes the distance. I mean, I there's obviously I can see the Bucks beating the the Nets too in some regard, but it like it's it's possible. But I don't personally think that it will. I think KD can play really well. I know the last time they played the Bucks, KD got blocked by Giannis, but I mean, I don't think Giannis is going to get him every time because KD is extremely skilled. Um, I guess Drew can neutralize either Harden or, or I, I think he's probably more likely going to go after Harden. And then Chris Middleton could guard like a couple of positions, maybe give Kyrie a little bit of issues here and there. But in the end, I, I just, I think the Nets win and I, that one goes the distance in seven. And so then, so then the conference finals, it's the Nets versus the, the Sixers. That one, that one again, I think that one can go either way. But ultimately, it's again, it's going to really come down to because <laughs> I don't think the Nets have a big man that can stop Embiid. Like, even if KD has to try and do that himself, I don't see KD being able to stop Embiid. Um, the thing, again, that's going to kill them is the lack of shooting from Ben Simmons, but they do have some decent shooters this year. So, but again, let's see as far as three point shooting. I mean, they have blocks and steals per game. There's top two in both of those. Yeah. They're not even top five and uh, three pointers, but let's see the advanced stats. 
effective field goal percentage. Yeah, surprising for a, a big man to not be. I mean, but again, Embiid also shoots a little bit more threes, so they're not even top twenty. So see, that's that could be the the difference between the the Sixers winning and the the Nets winning, because again, a high powered offense is hard to stop when it's on, but they can't. They have nobody to really guard Joel Embiid. He's really too strong for a team like this. This is hard, and I might even have to go bold. I might have to say this might because everyone wants the the Nets in the finals, and I can like again, I could see either the Nets or the Sixers in the finals. But I think I'm gonna go Sixers because Embiid is just too strong. And I know he's had his struggles in the playoffs himself, but I don't think he struggled as bad as most people think. Because they were, when they had Jimmy Butler, they were just one fucking bounce away from going to the finals. One, you know, Kawhi Leonard shot away from going to the finals. So I, I think Embiid can get it done, especially with the leap he's taken this year. I think he'll get it done. So I see the Lakers versus the Sixers in the finals. And I know people are going to give me so much shit for that. But I think considering what I'm seeing and how they've played, I, I think people are – I think the Sixers have a chance. Now, if it's the Sixers versus the Lakers in the finals, AD is a lot more efficient of a shooter than Embiid is. I mean, he's going to give AD problems in the paint. But I think as a shooter, AD is going to be a lot more efficient. And of course, LeBron is LeBron James. So if anything, if it ends up being the Sixers in the finals, I think I think the Lakers win. Hell, even I guess even if the, the Nets make the finals. It's possible that the Nets could also win if they make it against the Lakers. Because again, I know Schroeder is an amazing player, but I don't see him being able to stop Kyrie. And yeah, AD could probably go after Kevin Durant. But who knows? I, I think Kevin Durant can find ways around people like that. I mean, yes, AD is strong, but I don't think he's as strong as Embiid. Like if, if, if the, the Nets happen to get past Embiid, then I can see the Nets being able to, to do it. But actually, Schroeder would be more so guarding Harden. And that's a heavy task. And again, this is all, and see, this is all dependent because James Harden has had his struggles in the playoffs for many years. So it, that's also going to be a huge factor for the Nets. If if Harden like just plays like MVP Harden throughout the playoffs, then I see them making the finals and possibly winning it. But if James Harden struggles royally, they might lose in the conference finals. And like if if the if the Nets make it, I can see a world where they win in like in six, maybe seven. But if the the Sixers make it, which I'm making my prediction, I think the Lakers win in six. So the the Lakers will become back to back champions. And with that happening, that would um, solidify LeBron James, like really hardcore 
because to come out of the play-in and storm all the way to the finals to win it, that would probably pretty much solidify his career. It might even put him over Jordan. He might not even need to get a sixth ring. <laughs> that's just how I see it. Because that, that's a lot of fucking high odds against him. You know what I mean? Right. And to overcome that, that's no small feat. Yeah, so if that happens, and, and again, because we're considering Brooklyn a super team. If, say if they go against Brooklyn, then yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely is... I will admit better than Jordan if that happens. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just I just don't know if that will happen this year. So what okay, so what are your takeaways from what I said? Well, I mean Yeah, I do agree with you as far as Utah Memphis that Utah will win the first round. Uh but I still think maybe I could probably see it going to six, maybe seven games. Dallas and LA, of course, I always want my Mavs to win. So it's, I could see the, I could see our Mavs winning in seven, but maybe LA could win it in six. So maybe LA may have a little bit of an edge. So maybe LA in six. All right. Um, Denver for sure. Uh, um, Even though Portland, you know, Lillard has just with them at times, but lately this this season he's been on it. But uh, I have a feeling Denver may pull out in, oh, I'll say six games. All right, okay. And then for Phoenix and LA, that, yeah, I know that's a tough one, but I feel, you know, how well Phoenix has been doing. I think they'll maybe pull it in, I'll say seven games. Andale, so, ¿tú crees que es el Phoenix? Ah, okay. So. I think so, but I'd probably go to seven games because LA is tough. Interesting. So you don't see LA getting out of the first round. Okay. I don't know, man. I, I just feel that, you know, Phoenix has done so well. I really don't think they're going to give any room for the Lakers to, to win it, but we'll see what happens. I mean, they've come back from some heavy odds, but that's I just feel I think you know as much as crap much of uh, the crap Phoenix has taken us I think they'll um, they'll think they'll, I think they'll do it but I still hmm. think okay. uh, Phoenix will pull up against Denver in the semifinals to go to the conference and then ah oh, you have them going beating Denver I, I, I really think they can beat them I really do hmm. you know um, okay with uh. You know, Phoenix is pretty healthy considering, and like you said, Denver's missing a couple pieces. So mm. I think Phoenix can pull it off. But of course, Interesante. it's very mm. hard to play. It's very hard to play in Denver. It is really hard to play in Denver. So, you know, that's going to be the challenge for Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, you notice like a lot of a lot of visiting teams have a hard time beating Denver because of, you know, where they are. Yeah, overall, the, the atmosphere and because they're so highly elevated. I, I get you. But I, I still think Phoenix can pull it off. Um, you said I LA for six I think LA will pull it out in maybe six games. In Utah? Uh, against, uh, against Utah. 
Mm -hmm. And so the, you have the Suns and the Clippers in the conference finals. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I won't as... fault you, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I won't fault you because, I mean, Phoenix has been good and people have been sleeping on them. But I don't know. There's just a small part of me that does see L.A. winning. But, yeah, I, I continue. Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, in the, in the conference finals against L Phoenix and L.A., uh, it's a tough one. I wouldn't mind any either of these teams going to the finals because they've never been, so. Well, no, no, the, no Phoenix has been. They just never won. Oh wait, when was that? I thought yeah, they never remember made the conference finals. No, remember uh, they they've been to the finals against the Celtics in the '80s. They've been to the finals against the Bulls in the '90s when Charles Barkley was on the Suns. Yeah, that was in I think '92. Oh no, no, no! Wait, was it '91? Was it maybe '93? Jazz. The Bulls played against the Jazz in '95, I think. No, no, it was '90. It was 97 and 98. They played oh, the Jazz. 96. That was the last no, that was the last one. Yeah. yeah, 96 they played the Sonics. It was 93. I think it was 93 they played against Phoenix. Okay, 93. Okay. Well then, all right. But I think Phoenix may pull it off and go to the finals again. Mm. I don't know, man. Wow, just... you're going really bold here. Ah, I mean, uh, just see him doing so well. I, I, you este know, vato like you said, it, <laughs> <laughs> I just think Phoenix could finally do it this year, even okay. though there's other bunch of teams I would like to see happen. I mean, too, it but. would be cool. It would be cool to see Chris Paul in a finals. It would be nice. I don't see it happening because, again, I just I really cannot count out LeBron James. But if it does happen, I I wouldn't mind. I would like to see Chris Paul win a ring. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, for the East, yeah, I see Philly probably winning it in five against Washington. Mm -hmm. Okay. For New York and Atlanta, uh, I'll say seven games. Because they look, I think, you know, that's going to be a tough one. So who do you Milwaukee, think? Milwaukee, Miami. Oh, wait, who, do you, who, who wins that one though? Did you didn't say? I said the Knicks. The oh, Knicks. the Knicks win it. Oh, okay, handily. Yeah, I think the, I think the Knicks could probably I think the Knicks could probably do it. They surprised me. So let's see. <laughs> I could be mistaken, but uh, I mean, yeah, we could both be. I mean, because I could see I could see a, a a deal where the 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 Hawks win. I mean, it's possible, but yeah. Yeah, but I. Let's see the Knicks playing against Philly in the semi-finals. Um, Milwaukee, Miami. I think Milwaukee will pull it off this time in six games. So you agree uh, with me on that one? Okay. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn and Boston. I really think the Boston will beat them in five. I really no no not not Boston. Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I was about to say, Boston. damn, bro, you're no 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 no. Sorry, I. I <laughs> I meant so you're Brooklyn. going Super Bowl, listen. No, no, no. I meant uh, Brooklyn. Would I know. Be I, did, I was just like, damn. Okay. I was like, no, no. Now Brooklyn will be Boston in five games and go up against Milwaukee. Um, between Philly and the Knicks, oh, man, I think Philly will pull it off. I think Philly will pull it off in five against the Knicks. 
as much as I would like to see the Knicks go on, but they still got a lot of work to do. And then Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Oh, I'm sorry. I really think Brooklyn will do it. But I think that will probably go maybe to, I'll say, six games. Oh, wow. You you don't think it'll go the distance? You think they that the – wait, did I – because I – did I say that the – yeah, I think I said that the the Bucks and the, the Nets would go the distance. So you think it'll, it'll end in six games? Probably. Okay. I, 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 I think it'll end in six, but maybe it's you could – yeah, We'll see. Yeah. And uh, – uh, Brooklyn and Philly. I think that's going to go to seven games. As far as who's going to win it, that's going to be a tough one. I uh, I wouldn't mind either one. Okay, I'm, I'll I'll probably I'm going to say Brooklyn in seven. Mm, okay, I'll say Brooklyn in seven. Uh, I mean, I know MB is tough, but I'll I have a feeling. I don't know if their defense. I mean, if their offense holds out against Philly's defense, I think uh, Brooklyn can do it. So I could see the Brooklyn. I could see Brooklyn and Phoenix in the finals. That's it. So wow, that's an interesting prediction. And then, so who do you have winning? Because this will be very interesting. Oh man, the two teams that have never won. I really wanted to see, you know, the Nets win one with Kidd on the team back then, but that didn't happen. And then, of course, the Suns, when Barkley was there. I think... I'm going to say the Suns in seven. En serio? The Suns? I, I would think so. I, I don't know, man. Damn, bro. This guy is going real fucking Like I said, bold. but like I said, seven games. So uh, it, could, it could probably maybe, be. Maybe, but dude, yeah. I don't know. If if it's the Suns and the, the Nets, I think the Nets would beat him because, dude, they're a super team technically. I'm not saying that they're not going to have issues, but I don't know, <laughs> dude. Well, like I said, it, that's why I said seven games because I think either one could take it. But I maybe I'll say I'll say I'll I'll go bold. I'll say the Suns. Oh wow, that's very bold. But I I wouldn't mind if Brooklyn won it. But like I said, like I thought my prediction of the 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 um the Sixers was bold. But bro, you went super fucking bold. You went fucking like, como se llama neon green fucking bold. <laughs> no mames, <laughs> dude. Okay. I mean, it, it's They're your opinions, your predictions, your prediction, your opinions, your opinion. It's not yet, but man, okay. I I don't think. I mean, I I don't know. I, of course, we're gonna have people probably shitting on our predictions anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's not a <laughs> like this is this is for fun, you know. Like yeah. I love sports, and I just I'm I'm just using the statistics as I personally see it. Again, I'm not the biggest statistics guy. Again, I didn't look at personal like one-on-one -on -one player statistics. Because that also plays a huge factor, which that's why for you, that's why I don't necessarily agree with the if the Suns and the the Nets faced off in the finals that the the Suns would win because overall they have three three dudes, two of them MVP caliber players. 
that's why I don't personally see it. But if that's how you feel, that's fine. I mean, Chris Paul is a very good defensive guard. He probably would isolate Harden pretty well. Um, Devin Booker, yeah, I guess you could see him taking on Kyrie, but I don't know. That's that's hard for me to to say with certainty that they would win. But it's your opinion's your opinion. Um. But yeah, like my deal again. I was just going based upon statistics. Again, anything could happen. I mean, you could be right, and the Suns beat the the Lakers, and that would be probably. And see, would that be considered an? Because if if the Lakers beat the Suns, would that be considered an upset just because they're the higher seed, or would it be more of an upset if Phoenix beat LA? Well, because because, well, because everyone a- probably preferred the the Lakers over the Suns. You well, know I'd I mean? say it's, it's I'd, perspective. Well, I say the latter because they're the defending champions. So even though they've struggled, I I kind of consider that an upset because you know you can't count them out. You know, bouncing back. So I mean, I think it's I I would think Phoenix being late would be an upset, but of course Phoenix being the higher seed, I mean that could be an upset too. I don't know, but I just look they're defending champs and they are still dangerous nonetheless yeah so wow so those are our predictions you can let us know what you think in the comment section but before we go we'll kind of i kind of want to uh kind of give our ideas of what would be pretty big upsets within this and then say a few couple of like a few announcements and then we'll just kind of sign off from there and we'll consider doing some other stuff in the future not just like because i it is a sports cast but i need to start doing stuff that kind of like makes things a little bit more lighthearted and kind of fun to get into as well. Cause everybody seems to talk about other things besides the sports aspect. And a lot of these, you know, NBA YouTubers and sports YouTubers. So a ver, we'll see. Um, but as far as upsets that I can see happening, um, Dallas versus the Clippers, I could see that occurring if they play their cards, right? Portland versus Denver. I can see that happening. Uh, because see again it's dependent on whether you consider la upset uh beating phoenix an upset do you consider that an upset if that is then yeah that's an upset i can see um atlanta beating new york i well but see it's (laughs) it's dependent on who you talk to because that will just be like ah that's just a very knicks thing that happens they just lose in the first round (laughs) i don't know uh miami beating milwaukee i consider a pretty big upset um i think that could happen a lot of people, I think anybody, anybody that beats Brooklyn would be considered an upset, in all honesty. Like, it doesn't matter what round it happens, it'll be an upset. Because that's what everyone is, because they're a super team, right? So that's what everyone has implanted. It's, it's championship or bust for them. So that's like whether, if the Milwaukee Bucks beat Brooklyn, then yeah, I can consider that, uh, you know, an upset. If Philly beats Brooklyn, that's an upset. But I, again, I think Brooklyn, I, I think the Sixers have a chance to beat Brooklyn. I, again, I could, I could see either of those teams making the finals. Those are probably my two front runners. Um, and then LA beating Brooklyn if, if LA is in the finals or any team that faces Brooklyn in the finals, if they beat Brooklyn, it's an upset. So, yeah. Any round for Brooklyn would be an upset. What do you What do you think? Do you agree, or do you see anything else being more of a better upset? 
No, I, I can't agree with those assessment. So that you can actually see happening. Yeah. That actually yeah. would realistically happen. Yeah. I agree. All I right. mean, I can't think of anything else other than that. So like I said, nothing's, you know, nothing's since on. If we could see the future, then what fun would that be trying to guess? You know? <laughs> and these, yeah, that's why they're called predictions. I mean, <laughs> we'll see what people say. Hopefully they don't tear us apart. But don't need more. It's my opinion. It's your opinion. Well, man, they don't have to agree with us. It's just it's our thoughts. You know, whatever yeah. happens, we'll, we'll play out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So as far as moving forward, um, there may not be an episode next week only because I'm, again, I'm trying to get everything situated and moved. Um, and if there is, great. If not, ni modo. But one thing I'm wanting to try when I do get settled is to be a little bit more present on locker room. What I'm trying to consider doing is maybe doing a segment for my channel called, uh, it's, it's for all hot takes and just discussion. It's, um, I'm gonna call it hot tamales. <laughs> hot tamales, where everybody talks about their hot takes like on there and just argues or, uh, well, I'm not gonna say argue. I want civil debate. I don't want people cussing each other out. I mean, if a few cuss words slip here and there, no me importa, pero if you're being an asshole, be pendejo, yeah, I would say be you're being a pendejo man. about it, then no, no, I'm, I'm kicking you out. Um, but I'm just wanting like civil discussion about their hot takes. And yeah, and of course, there's going to be people that are backing up with statistics. And because that's how I, I want to learn more about how the statistics work. So I think this would be a good way for me to delve into it. You know, I'm, I don't look again, and I'll, I'll say it here and now because I have a feeling I'm going to hear this when I started off. I was like, ah, you're stupid, dude. You don't know shit. And it's like, whatever, dude. I, I'm not the statistics guy, but that does not make me stupid. Okay. I go off of what I see, I go off of what I've watched and I will use some statistics that I can understand enough. But if I'm wrong, I'll admit when I'm wrong and there's no harm and foul to that. But please know this. If you come at me with a certain energy that is rude, I'm going to come back with the same because soy del paso ese. Like we don't fuck around. We don't fuck around in El Paso. So that's just all I'm going to say on that. But that's what I'm wanting to do. Um, ¿Qué quieres decir, bro? No, I mean, you know, same here. Uh, you know, I'm also going to be moving to my own place soon, finally. So it's going to be a minute before, you know, you and I start creating content again like we were doing now that I'm done with school, you know, just trying to get all the life stuff situated and then move forward and i think we should be good man so that's what i'm looking forward to finally um you know moving forward with the stuff the stuff we want to do and live life so uh, i'm excited but like i said until we get situated with our new places um you know it'll we'll it'll wait a little bit but i'm looking forward to afterwards yeah and that's going to be good once everything's all ready to go man because I'm excited to get stuff back out there again. I mean, I'm also going to be trying to get work towards my certification still, but I, I think I'll make this work because I'll have a little bit more time. And you will too, so. Yeah, finally. 
Finally. Pero ya, ándale pues. Suscríbete a mi canal y hasta el próximo, mi gente. Adiós, adiós. Adiós. Y también sigue a MarkTip25 en Locker Room, Twitter y Facebook. Thank you.